0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mad Men Recap. I am your host, Paul, coming to you high atop the extremely hot Brooklyn studios here in Brooklyn, New York tonight. I am joined by the Ken Cosgrove of co-hosts, Dr. John Deal in Columbus, Ohio. There we go. How are you, Dr. John? I'm doing great. I'm not in Columbus tonight. Oh, that's right. You're not in Columbus. Anyway, where are you, John? Beautiful. San Francisco. San Francisco, California. Congratulations. It's beautiful out there, is it not?
1: This is amazing. Never been here before in my life. It is spectacular. Spectacular.
0: Now, folks, uh, especially those um, that, uh, quote, unquote, hate the extraneous crap that we... uh, talk at the beginning of the show, um, John and I are coming to you in, in, a, in, a, in an extremely dedicated situation. John, as we mentioned, is in uh, California, and so the time difference is, I'm, uh, I, it's about a 20 hour time difference, right, John? Give or take. Yeah, sure. And uh, so we are recording late, late into the day tonight, John. We are, we, 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 we are deep into the nighttime, but we pride ourselves on getting this show to you. On time every week, John. So I'd like to thank you.
1: Oh, my pleasure! I can't wait to dive into this. this. Was this was this was a poop salad of an episode? Oh my goodness! I'm not even sure what that means. But I agree I- with you. All
0: right. Okay, uh, John. Um, I've got some bad news for our listeners. What happened? Well, um, you may notice that we're missing a uh, a very beautiful voice tonight. Uh, Kate is not with us. Um, listeners, I know there's a lot of pe- uh, there's a lot of you out there in listener land that really love Kate's contribution, but unfortunately, there is uh, one person out there uh, who doesn't. Um, her name's Elizabeth, and um, well, she left kind of a mean comment on the website. Kate saw it, and she's like, "I don't need this crap, man." Oh so, no! Uh, yeah, no. no. So I'd, I'd like to I'd like to put out there for for you folks, for the for, the, for you folks that love Kate and her voice and her. and and what she contributes to the show, Uh, go ahead and send us an email, and I'll shoot you back a Elizabeth's email, and you can tell her (laughs) how you feel. Um, Well,
1: I, I for one, enjoy Kate's contributions.
0: I think think 90% of our listeners would agree that she is the glue that holds this show together, John.
1: Without question.
0: Without question is right. John, um, beyond that, I think we should get into the show right now.
1: Well, first of all, let's find out you know, if you learned anything at all. I'd
0: like to skip the three things, but I, but I won't. All right. Um, we got three, because John and I are late into the night. Uh, I, I was actually out at dinner, and John, of course, is on the other side of the country. Um, we're going to use the three things from our good friend in Michigan. Hold up your hands, everybody, and show me where you're at. Shield Number one. Don can take a nap at pretty much anywhere. Fair enough.
1: So no, can you. It's amazing. Those it's people true. that can That's, sleep anywhere, that could, I am so jealous.
0: That could be the only thing I have in common with Don, is literally I can take a nap during this show, and I have. Rewind. Listen to the old episodes. See if you can spot it. Number two, if Rapey Pete were gay, he may be inclined toward the fat, hairy genre of dudes. He called the guy
1: handsome. He does like
0: him, John. I'll tell you what. And I, I, you know what? Each to their own.
1: You know, fat guys, uh, fat
0: guys need love, too, I think. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, number three. Green does go well with Joan's complexion. And I'll I'd, have to agree with that. that goes,
1: she's a ginger. That goes without saying. We all look good in green.
0: You, by, by the way, a lot of people don't know this, um, but, but, but John's a ginger. And, John, you always look amazing in green that's 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 how it works is that that's the that's the bonus you know anytime you leave the house let me put something green on it's
1: gonna work perfect yes it's the red and green it's the christmas amazing that's how it goes Uh,
0: folks you know what i know this is this this falls under extraneous crap but john looks amazing at christmas time i can't explain it it's ridiculous the Other Woman, John. It's the name of the episode we're supposed to be recapping.
1: Yes, and it's, you know, it's a, this was, here's the thing. Anytime a television show can actually make you feel something, it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, it's on TV. It's on a screen. It really has no relevance to your life for the most part. But this episode, it was, it was impressive because I don't know about you. I felt pretty, pretty down at the end of it.
0: Emotional um, roller coaster, John. I was all over the place.
1: Right, I don't. I, there weren't a lot of highs, but yes,
0: so many feelings, so many feelings, and I ate them all.
1: Well, and so if good, good. I guess speaking of eating, we can start with the uh, the lunch in the uh, the boardroom, where we have Don and uh, Did you recognize Dale?
0: Is that from Dale? The past? I did There's recognize Dale, Dale from the with, past.
1: with the glasses. Yeah, uh, but so he's called in some freelancers. He's he's going to town. He's hitting this up hard. How can we get Jaguar? John. I have yeah. I've,
0: I've, I've one thing I'd like to point out here. Yeah. Whereas no one else in the show has seemed to age, Dale has put on at least 10 years. Am I right?
1: Well, this is what happens when you like, go a big length of time between the Don, periods when you see somebody.
0: Don looks the same.
1: No, I, guess, I don't know, man. You Crane... go, you go, if you go back and watch episode one, everybody looks older. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> impressive. And that's what you can do, folks. Yeah. Put, put episode yeah. one on. Put episode one on it. it they have age. They, there's no way around it. Okay. But anyways, we're going hard at Jaguar. They're talking about the whole mistress attack angle. That's not available as far as what you can put in print. But that's what they're talking about. Uh-huh. Um, Don takes a break. We Peggy comes in to ask about uh, the laxative account. We, you know, who doesn't get excited about that? And we find out that Don has put her in charge of everything outside of Jaguar. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then, then they bring in the lobster... For the JAG team, and you see that little, like, kind of, uh, you know, the Peggy, oh, why don't I get lobster type of thing. I thought she was a vegetarian. I don't know why she's so excited. I don't think she's a vegetarian, John, and to uh, be honest, right.
0: yep. lo- lobster is, 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 is the gold of, 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 of mouths. I'm, I'm not able to come up with a funny analogy for this, but let's be fair. Lobster only with, is the only best thing covered
1: ever. in, like, liquid butter.
0: And that's fine. But I, you can make the point that you cover anything in liquid butter and it's delicious, but I don't care. I love lobster, John. Can 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 I say this? Yeah. In the next scene. I'm moving on. Right. Yeah. We get to the next scene. Uh, uh you want to talk somebody uh, who's coated in liquid butter, my friend. Uh it would be uh, the Jaguar man.
1: Yeah, Mr. I mean, Herb Brennett. Uh, liquid
0: butter inside and out. Oh my god. It, it's it's like he's he's just he's just kind of dunked in it every morning before he leaves the house, John. But he apparently owns dealerships. Uh, apparently, I would just say luxury car dealerships all over the New York area and New Jersey. He uh, he certainly he certainly uh, 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 has a has a has, has 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 a lot of power, as it were, as we're led to believe. Um, as far as uh, you know, what Jaguar's gonna what's what Jaguar's gonna think now? Ken Cosgrove and uh, Ray P. Pete. They're like, listen, man, you got nothing to worry about. That XKE is going to sell itself. All you got to do is put it on in your showroom. And, uh, and, our, and our fat friend here says, there's only one thing I'd like in my showroom. And that's, uh, and that's the redhead in your office,
1: Joan. And Ken went to go do the right thing. And we find this when Herb goes to the bathroom. You know, he's going to be like, oh, she's married, but Pete leaves the door open puts the door open, you know, and uh, this is just kind of the beginning of our exposure to Senor Campbell's just blind ambition. You know, this is kind and of... Can you even his... call this
0: blind ambition or just like complete moral vacant, vacantness?
1: Yes, the, a vacuum. It's just a
0: giant hole of immorality and complete disregard for other human feel, like other human life.
1: And that's the thing, I think that's very much in line with just him as a character.
0: He's out of control, John. He is building like a, uh, like a Zeppelin song to just a to, to crescendo that is going to, which we all think he's going to just, uh, he's going to take his own life because he's that miserable of a human. Am I right? Or just walk into the elevator shaft. Man, oh man. This is true. This is true. But yeah, Pete Dove totally uh, sees this as a way in and does not for one second let this guy know that it's offsides at all. Right. We then get back to the uh, to the Draper household, the apartment, and we have um, Megan sitting in bed, reading over some lines. She's a little excited. She's got an audition tomorrow, John. Who wouldn't be excited? I would be. I wish I had one tomorrow. And of course,
1: Don is is very just uh, self absorbed. Well, to be fair, his issues.
0: This is a huge. This is a huge deal. I mean, you're, you're you're
1: you're you're gonna be you're gonna be in your own head about this. I guess that's the thing. Coming from the outside here, I can't really contemplate just how engrossing this much be. Well, you've
0: he's. I mean, John Don's got all the pressure on him, right? Like all those guys sitting in that conference room, they're gonna come up with a bunch of stupid lines, and they don't really have to choose which one to go with. Don's got all the pressure. He's got to make the call to say that's the right line here's where we're going to go. Oh, and he also has to direct where um where that where that thinking is going. So he needs to come up with kind of the overall big idea concept that these guys are going to work against. So he's I'm sure he's he would be constantly kind of thinking about Jaguar
1: and 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 what avenues there are to go with it. You know what I mean? Well, and and he takes the avenue that they're working on with the whole mistress idea and runs it by Megan and she uh, you know, I I guess internalizes it a little too much and gets pretty pretty miffed
0: yeah you know she has been a bit she has been a bit uh a bit uh what how would you call it? tender lately like uh, but but in the you know easily upset right a little thin skinned a little thin thank you that's what i was looking for she's a little, she's she's a bit thin-skinned and uh and uh and they they they, they seem to be kind of scuffling a bit
1: which, uh, which is a bit surprising, because if you are in the acting world, you cannot be thin-skinned. You know, oh, they is all not, are. That's they a world are. of rejection. All yeah. you do is get told you're not good enough, right? You know,
0: but life is like that. Come on. Grow up, actors. Seriously.
1: <laughs> is this in act, to actors in general, for all those actors listening?
0: Yeah, for both of them? Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, I'm sure they're French actors as well. Here's the thing, yeah. uh, which apparently I say too much, John 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 uh Don wants to just watch Carson and go to bed. she goes out and, and keeps studying her lines, so it's uh you know it's a little it's a little it's a little cold there a little tension a little tension a little cold, but John, the next scene just yeah. it, it makes it 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 makes it makes the blood run cold if if as it as it were because I, i'm
1: I'm actually looking at a still right now of uh, Pete at five fourteen on the iTunes into the show and he's just got I don't it's like the it's like the demon weasel he's a demon weasel it's really it's really what this reminds me of not that I've seen many of those but uh you know he comes in and this you're right it it really does make you sick even more so knowing what's coming because he doesn't just he doesn't just say like he doesn't he doesn't just kind of uh
0: talk about the uh this suggestion Right or the proposition, right. he makes it sound as if now the ball is in her court, and if she doesn't do this, that's the it's, reason we'll lose the account. Or exactly. The account. It's completely maniacal crazy. Like how you can think in your head that this would be okay is just no. out of control.
1: And I don't know why, but I feel like for some reason in this scene specifically, they like really worked on his hair to make that part come to like a crazy point on the right side of his head. I don't know if he,
0: they definitely are doing the uh doing the receding hairline as uh, as powerful as possible. Which I, for some reason as someone who is bald, uh makes him makes him seem like even more of a douchebag. I don't know why. I'm not helping myself here, but man oh man, he just looks like an like an ass. But I'll tell you what folks, just the way he he presents this to her is just so so much of a lie it's it's horrifying like he's like well i guess you'll have to go tell the partners that we uh that we're gonna lose the business it's on you now it's insane
1: and he's even like he's like if you're not interested at all and then pauses he's like look we've all made you know mistakes in our life and haven't gotten anything for it like what (laughs) what are you talking and then the cleopatra line I, I kind of like Jones' response like where where do you get this he's out what? of his head, man. He is really just gone
0: I'd really like to see in this season like him like i i obviously I, I don't i don't think the right thing for him to end his character would be for him to kill himself. I would like him to come to like a uh like just a realization on what a like miserable human he is. You know what I mean? Like somehow he just has a epiphany of like, oh my God, I'm human garbage.
1: I think he's had that, hasn't he? When no, he was crying, so. when he was crying in front of Don.
0: No, that was all about me. Him getting beat up and being, oh, no, you're right. No, but that was a different kind of human. That that him crying in front of Don was more so like, you know, I'm just not, I'm just not cool. I'm just not like, like people hate me. But he doesn't, I don't think he realize. like, no one thinks they're a bad person. You know what I mean? Okay. And I'd like for him to come to that realization, like, I am actually a horrible human being. That would be better. And how he gets there would be right. great. That would be a great, that would be a great storyline. And I, I don't, I, I'm going to predict, that's right, folks. So we know it won't happen. I'm going to predict that, that indeed, that indeed comes to fruition
1: because well, in this scene, you know, Jones says, you're talking about prostitution. And he says, I'm talking about business on the highest level. Wait, what? <laughs> Which would be, by the way, prostitution. Right. And then he ends it by saying, I hope I haven't insulted you. Nah. <laughs> 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 I, uh,
0: I know. She, he should have ended it with, I know, I know I've insulted you. And I'm sorry. But no, I hope I haven't insulted you. What a douchebag. We then are in uh, Crane's office where we get to see a little bit more of Peggy's magic. She saves this account. And what account was it, John?
1: This is the Chevalier Blanc, the uh the cologne that we had. Now, you remember the two guys were in the meeting room a couple of episodes ago, and uh, Ginsburg came up with this thing about uh, the the hero running around and then diving into a bar. And now we are we're further in. We're actually into 67. We are now welcome to 1967, by the way. Oh, thank you. And uh, we're into 67. And so they're saying, Look, the sales have leveled off since you guys worked with us in the fall. What can we do? And they're saying, Well, we got, you know, we got Valentine's Day coming up. What do you think we switch it around? And the guy's like, How do you do that? And Peggy, just on the spur of the moment, comes up with an idea of how to take the original ad, tweak it a little bit, and, uh, you know, make it so that women could buy something for men for Valentine's Day and the guy loves it and and, uh, Ken loves it
0: oh yeah it was it was a 100% win now John the painting behind uh, Harry Crane is that the Champs-Élysées is that Paris that is right yeah because Peggy mentions that uh, we'll change the setting and instead of I think instead of London it should be Paris because you know ladies love Paris I don't know uh and did, so so you so do you think that just happened because she looked at the painting perhaps i mean it looks like the uh it does it looks like the they, Arc do of Triumph. S- they do such an incredible job in this on this show of like so many little links you know what i mean like there's always like so many just little little pieces that kind of fit together that you may
1: not even notice and i and i and i think this was one of them john What did you think about the conference call setup for 1967? I'll tell you this, John. That was an option. It's exactly like it is now. Conference
0: calls have gotten no better.
1: In what? In 45 years?
0: 45 years, John. Conference. I can't understand (laughs) anybody. We've got this cool-looking conference phone. You know those ones that are all kind of that big triangle thing. You do now? That's what we have now in the office. And John, I still can't understand what the hell anyone is saying. (laughs) I hate conference calls, and uh, yeah, so we might as well just go back to these little boxes because I don't know they're kind of they're kind of cooler. But yes, um, I, uh, although although I do not start off everything I say with "this is Paul," but you know what, many people do—they start off with "this is their name speaking." So uh, yeah, conference calls still blow. Uh, <laughs> I love that Ken stands up and does the silent slow clap after her uh, after her. uh,
1: it was well-deserved.
0: Oh, indeed. And John, I don't know if you've noticed, but the cannon is still well-displayed, but moved to the other side of the desk.
1: Yeah, you can't miss it.
0: No, you can't. I think, you, you know... You know
1: that's what Crane does on a weekly basis. Just where can the I put the cannon. This?
0: Yes. Back and forth. Well done. Well done, Crane. Good to see you working hard. We are then transported, as if by nightmare, to Pete's office,
1: where oh, he has gathered
0: the members to say, hey, guess what? I have the opportunity to pimp out Joan.
1: Yeah, that doesn't go well.
0: What I think you can say for him is that, what you can say for the partners is they are all equally appalled.
1: And, you know, they are also, uh, you know, and this is what Pete does, they are misled where he, you know, he takes it from, he says that she was amused, not offended. Oh, yeah which is not true. And then she, he takes her words, which is we couldn't afford it, and just turns it into, you know, and turns it into like, well, why don't we just offer her a lot of money?
0: Well, as if she said, well, I'll do it, but it's going right. to be a lot of money, which is not true at all. She said and, that she said that in a way like you could never buy me. Right. You know what I mean? Oh my god. But I'm this, this is
1: this is where his blind ambition, you know, really uh rears its head where he goes, you know, we have come too far, and are too close, and are now going to walk away. I mean, really, this is—he has a singular focus here, which is to land this one account, and that's all it is. Well,
0: and to be fair, I think uh, at least Cooper has a similar understanding of what Jaguar means to the firm, right? Because if they're able to get this car, and as we know, this car, as I mentioned last show does go down as being one of the most beautiful cars ever made. I mean, this would ser- this could seriously make, make them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think Cooper understands that. I don't think the other guy, I mean, certainly Don is like, that's not worth the price. And, and mostly Don just wants to win it on his own merit. Like this just, I mean, it's, it's a cheap way to try to win. It's like cheating. Uh, well no? no it's not, it, it is cheating. It, no, it is cheating. Uh, and then the other guys, I think Roger and, uh, and, and Lane are just just appalled at the fact of, you know.
1: Well, and it's, it's fascinating because Lane has his own secondary thing going on with the whole money issue. You know, because he, he really can't afford to go get money to bribe her because of what he did last episode. Right.
0: Right. He's still talking. Excuse me. Oh, my. He's still talking about the bonuses. Let's just enjoy our bonuses, everybody. Come on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But no, but I you know, I think even beyond, I mean, yes, he is kind of playing his own game with the money situation because as we I think we see in in just the next scene, um he goes and talks to Joan. No, it's not in the next scene, but I think we can go ahead and talk about this now. That Lane sure. Lane goes and talks to Joan and and talks her out of going for just the cash in and says you should you should really become uh, you should ask for a uh, partnership which i mean honestly i think brilliant it helps her and him
1: right cuz that keeps him from getting into immediate hot water and it lets you know gives her a, a really long term oh yeah option.
0: she'll she'll make way more than 50 grand this way but
1: the the way you said like you know even though bert realizes that this is a big deal he even says at the end of the meeting let her know she she doesn't have to do this yeah oh no you know. i
0: think I think it was I think it was to be clear that I mean no one was voting yes they were just all not voting no
1: right right which is and then after- I mean
0: which is which is a shame because I mean really they all should sort have of, obviously
1: yeah, stood up and said, said "We're not doing this." Said,
0: you are the creepiest. Well, and Lane stands up at the end and gives him this look, like, "My God, I want to punch you in the face again." He should just. Uh, I, I, every episode, he should punch Pete in the face every episode, my friend. Ratings would be
1: through the roof. Oh, I would, I would, bu- I would buy a T-shirt with and Pete's Rod's, broken face on it. <laughs> yeah, Roger walks out like you know don't don't have any misgivings. This this is dirty business. Oh
0: yeah, at at.
1: I mean, that is the definition.
0: Um, but anyway, so that, that kind of ends, a, a, ends in an uh, unfortunate way, and we find ourselves back in the Jaguar war room. And they what? The guys are not having the best of luck.
1: Well, and I think maybe part of it, because of his conversation with Megan, Don says, you know, look, we're going to leave the mistress thing. We're, we're, we're not doing mistress. We're going back to racing. Yeah. Speed. Yeah. Get rid of the grab ass. Oh, that's that was that do. was
0: probably my favorite line in the season, though. You guys stop playing grab ass and come up with some stuff, and not just stuff that's already up on the walls. I tell you what, if I had a nickel for every time I had to stop playing grab ass, John.
1: What well, what about the the <coughs> next scene where we got you know we <laughs> I mean, go yeah. into Don's office and uh, and we're we're coming in to give him the good news? Hey, look, we were about to lose Chevalier. Peggy jumps in says uh the magic words we get the new uh the new commercial hooray and we're just gonna have to switch half of it up. We're gonna do a little bit in Paris. And Don says, Great, fantastic. Let Ginsburg know. And Peggy doesn't like that. She says, look, you know, this is I this was my idea. And uh, and it's his account. So she she just makes a comment after it had just been told that you were in charge of everything outside of Jaguar. Don, said, Don just gets flustered, probably because things aren't going great, and just yeah. uh, throws some money at her. Hits her in the face, if you notice, uh, pretty, pretty firmly. And says, look, you want to go to Paris? Go to Paris. And really takes a... You know, it's funny, I do, I do some notes here when I watch the show. Mm-hmm. And at the end of almost every scene of this episode, I ended with the word ugly. Oh, well, that, yeah, that,
0: that, uh, you know, that scene, I mean, that scene almost felt a little forced just to give um just to just to remind us that you know Peggy is mistreated right you know what i mean like it was yep. it was, it, was it, it i don't know cuz it it didn't seem like there was enough uh uh like antagonizing there to get him to be that mean
1: well i i, I could buy it i mean between things not going great with the the JAG meeting room and them working on it for what four weeks and, uh, you know, her her throwing something back in his face that he had just said, you know, Don has a short fuse.
0: Clearly, clearly. My favorite is, though, when 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 they came into the room and they're, uh, I think uh, uh, Crane's like, uh, do you have a second? And he's like, yeah, I got a second. And he tries to sit down and he's like, you're going to sit down for a second. I love how much he hates Crane because <laughs> we all do. Anyway. yeah and,
1: and understandably so afterwards peggy's pretty upset pretty bitter uh ken tries to come and console a little bit and peggy's not having it says you know the the pact is no good pretty stupid fictional blah blah um she, she's not really feeling that and, and ken was just, just trying to be nice man he was he Here's was the thing,
0: John. that's why i called you the ken cosgrove of, of uh broadcasting oh the nice guy Cause you're you're the you're the ni- you're the nice guy here on the show, John. All right. I've said some things that I don't mean, but you, my friend, always you always keep the pact, as it were. Well, trying done. to do my best. You trying do to do my best. This is the scene now uh, coming up where uh, Lane goes in and and really pulls a fast one, but to be fair, a good fast one. I feel Andrew. like I feel like he does her a favor.
1: Well, yeah, and, and Joan didn't know what was coming because first she thought he was anxious just because of the whole, you know, how much it would cost to do the work. Uh-huh. And then she finds out that, you know, he found out what Pete had said. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he comes up with the whole idea, like, look, you know, do you want to do you know a one-time lump sum or do you want to be, you know, paid monthly for the rest of the time that you're here? And that could last forever. Uh-huh. So she, uh, she, she takes that into consideration. And then, I don't know about you. So, I mean, I think we can kind of get through that pretty quick. And then we get to then we get to Pete and the kid with a nighttime story. Yeah. And I mean, I guess if you took this on its own and knew nothing else, it'd just be like a nice scene. Yeah. Like a dad reading a nighttime story to his kid while while mom looks on adoringly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just it feels so much worse than that. <laughs>
0: Well, I think yeah, you know what a horrible person he is and the fact that he has he has spawned a child uh that's a little frightening. Right. He's he's raising this child. And, right. and here's the thing he has I think maybe maybe the uh maybe the real crux of it is is he has a daughter. Like how could you do that when you have a daughter? Right. 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 I and mean, that even that even makes it more just like he's so he's he's so like far away from reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is, it is ridiculous. I don't know. That's, that's impressive. Um, but we, do, we, then, we then find ourselves uh, back in the office. We're back in the Jaguar war room. And Megan comes for a visit. Visit. It's a fun time because they wake on up. <laughs> and then uh, Megan takes him into the other room because, John, this is right before her audition. And she wants to go in with confidence. And you know what that means. I don't. I think, you know, just wanted to just, just maybe, you know, just get a hug. Okay. Just a hug, John. And then uh, we, we find that Megan's friend is a real firecracker. She is all about helping get these guys inspired. Am I right?
1: That's what it seems like. Giving them some ideas, just spitballing.
0: Climbing up on the table, saying, "Hey, you know what? You guys could do. You could have me in the commercial. You could paint some spots on me. Meow. Right, meow, right. Meow, as it were. But, uh,
1: you know. I think outside of that, the whole point was uh, was Ginsburg's inspiration. Oh, indeed. This uh, this is uh, apparently the moment where he gets his idea for his uh, his line, which will be delivered shortly.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. We well, then uh, we are then transported back to uh Coscob. Pete yeah, Coscob, uh Pete's Pete's dungeon. He is tired. <laughs> he is tired of Coscob, John. He is in love with Manhattan and he tells Trudy, listen, lady, if we get this account, this Jaguar account, I'm gonna need an apartment in the city. And Trudy, being a bad How does that go over? No. Mm-mm. You will not It's time for you to stop pouting and give up your love affair with Manhattan, John. Right. I mean, clearly we did not talk this out before we moved out to Costco. Why did he let him go in the first place? I mean, there's no way you're going to like it out there. Just, you know. But no. Moves out there, buys a crappy little house, buys some crazy-ass furniture, and now he's stuck out there with Trudy, who apparently always has her pajamas on, John.
1: Well, I think that was his point. That was one of his argument points. Yeah. Like, you know, she's ready for bed at dinner time. I did I did like the little drama queen. It's an epic poem to get home. Well, really, that's B for you. Yeah, yeah. That's, mean, that's, that's you pretty. hop on the train.
0: Well, but you got to get to the train, and then you got what, like, he's probably got like at least an hour and some on the train, and then right. he gets to the station, and he's got to drive home from there. I don't know, man. And the other thing, the thing that makes it an epic poem, John, is I will tell you this. <laughs> If you're running late from work and you miss that like six forty-five train or whatever, uh-huh, oh, you're screwed, Val. Why? Because you got to wait for the next train. It's not like the subway where they're just continuous. You got to wait okay. for the next train.
1: And what, like, what does that? Do you know what that runs? Is well, that be, an hour?
0: be it that I don't live in Cos uh I, I, I don't, I don't know the time distance between the trains, and I've never really taken the metro. I mean, I have taken the metro north, to be, be fair, uh, I, I've never taken it on a weekday. But I know the. To be fair, the Long Island Railroad runs pretty, pretty consistently, so uh, you you know I may not have a point here. Um, <laughs> I was wondering. We were starting to get a little lost there. But I do. But 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 I. But I. I, I knew guys like at my last job who were like that. Like if they missed the six forty-five train or the or the six o'clock train, the world was ending. <laughs> I'm serious. Anyway. Moving on.
1: Yeah, uh, Again, the point is that Pete misses Manhattan. Trudy's happy with the burbs and the fresh air. And that seems to be our huge point of friction uh, among the fact that Pete is just crazy. So then we get to see that uh, that Mama Holloway's back. Did she ever leave?
0: I think she's always been there. Okay. I don't know.
1: Um, but
0: yes, she's uh, she's sitting in the apartment watching the TV and has the refrigerator... Wide open, John. It's broken. Here's the thing. She could have just called a guy to fix it. But uh, remember a couple episodes back where we had that greasy uh, uh, Greek guy? Yeah, Apollo. Apollo, yeah. Well, apparently uh, his wife is a little confused because Joan's Jones mom and Apollo, listen, they're just friends. Okay? Just friends. Nothing yeah. more. No. Nothing more. Now, I don't know what Apollo's doing having an affair with Joan's mom. But apparently, sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you gotta fix the fridge, John.
1: If you know what I'm saying. But I think the the point of this was that the the mom is very anti Greg. Not a big surprise the way well, he yeah ran away. Sure. And uh, and Joan just Joan just can't take all this negativity. Just can't take it. Uh, she, yes, Joan's mom is not necessarily the most comforting of ladies. No, I uh, support
0: is not in her vocabulary. Well, no. But she will make you a drink, especially if you're coming home a little tipsy already. Yeah, just keep it going.
1: Yeah, well that's the best thing for you, John. Apparently um, the best thing for Megan is her callback.
0: Hey. oh, Here's so the thing. We're in the apartment. Hey, John, and John, if she... I can say here's the thing one more time. One more time. Here's the thing. Uh, she if she gets the part and it's down to like the final four as it were. If she gets the part, she's going to need to go to Boston for rehearsals for about for about three months, if I'm not mistaken. And then opening night and Yeah. Yeah. Reviews. It's a real boner, John, but I don't know why Don would be upset. Now here's the thing. Okay. Did you see that? I got one of the <laughs> You got you got a couple <laughs> in too. Hey. Hey
1: No, but I guess when she's when he when he expresses some displeasure and she goes, What do you think this is? He probably didn't know. Like how why why would you take that leap to I want to be an actress too. I'm going to be working in Boston.
0: You hey, know, when yeah. like
1: the mecca her actors is New York and uh, Broadway and Off Broadway. You know, why why would that be a natural just oh, no, she, no, wait, place no, to you, go?
0: Yeah, exactly. But it, just just so I'm clear, because I'm a little slow sometimes. She's going to rehearsals there, but they'll bring when the show premieres. It'll pre- premiere back in New York. That,
1: right. That's what that I was. That was my all.
0: understanding as well. But here's the thing, are, yep. are, you, uh, are you surprised <laughs> that Don was a little upset? Not at all. No, I, I didn't see that coming. I would be a little bummed out. I don't think I would get mad and yell. Don does need to pull back on the anger truck a little bit.
1: Well, it's not like he went nuts. You know, it's not like Don started throwing stuff. He no, just but you know what he did ups- do? What he did
0: he do? You can't. No, you can't do it. Right. Which goes which which goes along with kind of the theme of the episode of uh, you know, he takes a he takes a bit of an ownership role of, of, for Megan. And she the is, control. The control Yes, the owner in control, John. She is she is she is out of control as it were. Not really. But you know what I'm saying. She's she is she's not there to be owned. This is a partnership. And if she's gonna be an actress, this is just what she has to do.
1: I guess that's the co the, the, the communication which you have pointed out before. She does communicate very well, much better than Betty and better than, I guess, a lot of people in, in this show. But that had not been communicated. You know, this was brand new. This is not something that I think she said during her acting classes. Like, oh, you know, by the way, these things happen where I have to go somewhere. Right.
0: Well, and clearly.
1: instead of, you know, and then, of course, when he got upset and she ends it also upset saying, well, this is how it works and then storms off. And uh, you know, says, "Oh, you never thought I'd make it." I don't know if he never thought she'd make it. I just don't know that he knew this was how it worked.
0: Yeah, he just didn't know it was if she made it, it would go here. And John, we then go to Pete Campbell's office. Joan comes in to uh, to lay down her negotiation for the deal, as it were. Uh, She goes with Lane's advice, and she says, "I want to be, I want to be a partner, and I don't want to be a silent one.
1: I'm going to get a vote." I'm actually surprised that she didn't make it even bigger, you know, because well, when she said 5% and Pete goes, ah, well, well let's wait a minute. No, no negotiation. And yeah. Pete, Pete is so single-minded. Oh, my God. She, she could have asked for 30%. Yeah. And it would probably have been okay. Oh, totally.
0: Okay. Oh, my God. What a, cre- what a creeper. And then he says, yeah, so, well, and here's the thing. He, he treats Joan as if she's a prostitute already. He's like, oh, I don't really don't know how these things are done. What, do, like, wh- how do I handle this? Like, right. as, as if, as if she does this all the time.
1: Yeah. Do I call him?
0: Do I have him call you? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You're the creepiest greaser on the planet. You can figure this out. It was ridiculous. Like he just goes and makes it worse every opportunity he gets.
1: Specifically at uh, at at the twenty three fifty eight mark where he puts his hand out to shake. <laughs> <laughs> and Joan just looks at him. Like, he
0: treats he treats us as a complete. I don't. I, I, he treats her as if she's not a human being. Like I'm not. She's not a person. She's just a lady who has a booming system, and we can use to have sex with clients. Like that's he,
1: no. He treats her like the like a car. It's ridiculous. That's the, I mean, that's I think that's the thing. He treats her like an object to be. You know, just just uh, driven used, ar- dri- driven, around. driven
0: around. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that because I think the whole car thing was about not owning, not owning, and he's treating her very much as if he as if he owns her,
1: right. Yeah, right. But, you know I what think, I'm saying? Though. Well, no, I, that we're saying the same thing. That the the whole car, uh, which we'll hear here in a minute, the whole car thing is about owning. You know, something you can own. Realizing that women, you know, people, you can't own. And yet he's treating her as, as as if it is an object that he is uh, controlling. And, it you know, the scene ends with him saying, you know, uh, she asks, which one is he? He goes, you know, he's not bad, really. And and she even says, well, what do you mean he's not? He's asking for this. Yeah, he's a horrible person. Yes. Well, he's
0: not just asking for it. He is, he's like, blackmailing is not the word. But, I mean, he's, you know... Manipulating. He's manipulating. I'm not gonna hey guys, can't promise I'd vote for you unless you uh unless you help me complete this incredibly uh awful deal. How does that sound? Yeah. Wow. Wow we,
1: we do get to one of the I guess one of the, the few few bright spots of the episode, the uplifting spots with where Ginsburg kind of relays his his moment of genius, his one of his million ideas. Uh as far as how he thought about the Jaguar pitch that he had, Mm -hmm. I I liked it, you know, just pointing out that, you know, one, if you're going to get this, you're going to have a lot of money. Two, you're going to have a lot of things. So you have to make this the thing, the final thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's why it's got to have some permanence with the whole finally. And, uh, and points out based on his revelation, when Megan came by, like, look, you, you can't own them. You can't own people. You can't own women, but a car, you own the car. And that's where his, uh, his stroke of genius came. You know, finally, something beautiful you can truly own. And mm-hmm. Don, you know, Don, with his recent uh, experience with Megan, kind of just chuckles at it and realizes how accurate it is. Amazing. Amazing. What do you think? Uh, you like, you like that uh, they gave Ginsburg a sweater? You know, I like Ginsburg's sweater. Again,
0: I like his shirt a lot, but that tie is a dare. <laughs> I mean, it's almost—it's al- I You know what? It's a—it's almost a full circle tie. It's so amazingly bad. It's—it's—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's great. You know what I mean? Like that tie. Right. It just looks like. Well, I always say the same thing. It just looks like a pattern got sick all over it. It's—it's it's great. Now you know what's on Don's wall. He's got—he's got many advertising awards. Yeah, but it's from some time ago. 1959.
1: But look how old that
0: is now. Oh, look at look you- at that. Another John. That's Another great. Another juxtaposition. We found it again. Yes. There was there was Peggy in France, and now we have Don looking at his past and not being able to do it anymore, and Young Milne- Ginsburg yes. tearing it up.
1: Yeah, we just hit sixty-seven, so that top award is ten years old, and there it wow. is hanging on the wall.
0: Wow, very good. Well done, John. Well done. Uh, you know who else is in this episode? No. My good friend and yours, Freddie Rumson. Freddie so, Freddie so was
1: still clean and sober. So here's what here's what I didn't understand.
0: So has, what was Freddie just freelancing with Sterling Trooper Tripper Bryce before?
1: Yeah, I, I actually thought that was that's a great question. I don't I no, I think he was hired at a point in time. Uh, but maybe once Pons left, did Pons leave? I don't know. I
0: don't know. That that was not very clear, which I'm surprised because usually they do a very good job with this stuff. But yeah, I mean he's clearly not there anymore because he tells Peggy that you know well if if she does quit he's going to he's going to hit that
1: up right right yeah i mean he kind of gives her just one more little nudge cuz uh, he says i don't know if you're ambitious or just like to complain and uh, she's talking about well maybe i could get a couple of offers and throw that in don's face he's like well why don't you just go somewhere you know prove that you can shine in a different atmosphere and i know you can
0: now here's the thing i think a lot i think a lot of folks would see uh, peggy leaving uh, as sad but I totally I totally felt um, the, this whole time that it, it is it's really it's just time for her to go. Like it's not she's not making a bad decision here. She's making a good decision here
1: for her career. Sure. For
0: her career. She needs to move on because there's nowhere left for her to go at Sterling Cooper. J. Per Prize. You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
1: she's not going to be a partner.
0: She's she's always just going to be right under Don doing whatever he doesn't want to do. You know exactly. what I mean? Right. And that and and so she's painted herself and I mean she hasn't painted herself into a corner but she's she's been backed into a corner in that way. It, it is time for her to go, completely. Um, and so yeah, her and Freddie discuss this and and, and just like like you said, John, uh, he kind of pushes her to actually start taking some offers and he's going to help her get her name out there, which is great. Uh, we then find ourselves in a in a dimly lit office, John. With rapey peep coming to the door. Now, I don't know how many nicknames we can layer on one character. But is it is it is it kind of a rapey pimpy peep?
1: No, I think we because now one pimping, or the other you can't, We can't out. string them together. You well, can't, he's cert- no. let's be fair.
0: He's he's not a pimp. Okay, there's not a feather in that hat, my friend.
1: No, no, no. You know, like well, he even said he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> this is true. Anyway, rapey
0: pimpy peep, which I'm going to start calling him now.
1: Oh. How is RPP? <laughs> RPP.
0: No, I like I like stringing those words together as fast as I can. RPPP. Pete uh, comes to Don's office and says, "You've done an amazing job, even better than I expected. But you know what? I knew it would be this good." And they kind of talk a little bit, and he uh, he kind of lets he lets go that uh, Joan went for it. They made the deal. She's going to be a partner, and uh, she
1: is probably right now in the throes of. Awkward, sweaty sex. And Don, Don gets pretty upset at this. He goes, you know, I don't, I don't want it this way. Pete, Pete, just lo- Pete just lies. Just looks right at him and says it was her idea. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. He's such a little weenie, too. This, th-
0: I actually thought maybe here Don would hit him. You know what I mean? Because he gets right up on him. But you notice right. this time. Remember last time? This was seasons ago where uh, Don kind of comes at him like this. And he kind of backed away. Remember, when yeah, we were talking I about remember that. that.
1: Yeah, that, I don't remember when that was, but yeah, that was a that long was time ago. ago.
0: This time, Pete did not back away. He stayed right there. Right. So I think that can just that that shows you right there how uh, how ballsy. I mean, to be fair, he's a weenie, right? But he's gotten pretty ballsy here. He's lying to everybody. He's prostituting people out. That's right. I used that wrong, and he's also standing up to Don, <laughs> a lot, a little and bit, and Roger. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Don, Don would still beat him to death. badly. yeah. Oh, beat him to death. And it would only take about three punches to crack that little noggin open. Hit, hit him, hit him <laughs> right in the part, Don. It's a, it's a soft spot. Uh, so Don, Don goes to get, uh, actually, uh, uh, Joan on the phone, but she's already gone for the evening. And we, uh, we end up, uh, uh, Don goes to Joan's house. And, John, I had never noticed, and I don't know why this seemed, this seemed so apparent to me. Uh, the other day when I was watching this, but Jones' apartment is so pink. It's overwhelmingly pink. Sorry. Very bright. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well that seems hard to pull. Po- I couldn't imagine painting. I mean, you know, obviously, I could not a- imagine painting my apartment pink. But it's it it is it is overwhelmingly pink. I don't know. I, I don't know that's why right. I'm pointing that out. I'm sorry.
1: No, that's da- fine. That's fine. We get. Uh, you know. Again, I think we we get. Uh, we get to see Joan, Joan's mom, she answers the door, brings Don out, and brings Joan out. And Don Don is here to say, Look, I I was not behind it. Yeah. I'm against it. Don't do it. It's they not voted, worth it. They voted without me. They voted without me? She says, you know, you're 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 the good one, aren't you? And uh and they both say goodnight.
0: Yep. He's gonna go home and practice and
1: she, I don't she... know about you. I have to say, I called this. Oh, did you? I did, I did not. No, I did. Oh, now, I saw this when she walked out. I was like, "Oh, he missed it. She did it." Oh wow! No, so, I did. I did think it was a little strange
0: that she looked so made up when she was like, "I'm just about to jump in the shower," because it definitely gave you the opinion that she was, you know, maybe just on her way out, right? Right. But you're like, okay, she still has lipstick on, like she's still kind of made up. It seems right, a the bit, seems a all, bit yeah. odd. You're, you're just about to jump in the shower. Um, and so I actually did not. I did not see this coming. Um, so it was it, it was it was it was it was a, it was an unusual surprise to me when we find out what we find out a little later. But John, our next scene sees us walking into the um, Manhattan Jaguar dealership with the whole team of uh, of Sterling Cooper Draper Price Creative and accounts. Uh, we're, we we walk right past another agency. It's kind of like. Uh, it's kind of like West Side Story style, if you know what I'm saying.
1: Oh, yeah. The, they were the Jets or the oh. Sharks.
0: Yeah. That let's, let's, let's be clear. Sterling Cooper Japer Price is the Jets. Okay. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Wow. I'm sorry. I had to sneak one in there. Uh, Don is in rare form for a change. He is doing this presentation uh, with, all of, uh, with all of, which I loved all of, uh, what's his name? Sketches behind Don. Stan? Stan. Yeah, all Stan's uh drawings of the XKE, those are all really cool. Um and uh Don kind of lays out what 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 I love is that Don does a does an amazing job of kind of um taking the client kind of along his uh his idea journey, like the concept, like how whether it really happened this way or not, which is never how the way it happens. Um you know, this isn't exactly how he came up with the idea, but he builds like this really great story of like an epiphany of how this, how this, you know, this, their ad campaign just kind of strikes like, like, like lightning. You know what I mean? Right. Which I think is great. It's, it's, it's captivating. It kind of brings, it kind of brings you along in this, on this story where you almost feel like you were there when he came up with it. It's brilliant. Brilliant.
1: And of course they do a great job cinematography of uh juxtaposing his presentation mm-hmm. and the night before where joan does go and meet up with herb sweaty herb sweaty I, herb and i, I thought know. i thought that scene was really just uh just great where you know he he goes i don't know if i can restrain myself he goes to uh, grab her and she kind of smacks his hand away and i think there's that last moment of you know Maybe okay, could, get out of there! I could just run. I could make a run for right, it. This, right. this
0: guy, this guy can't hardly move. It'll take him at least ten minutes to get off this couch.
1: Oh yeah, he's he, he's already breathing heavy just from sitting upright.
0: Yeah, I'm home free here. I mean, you know, this guy is gross. He does give her a a an what is that? An emerald? Yes. Uh, as we as we remarked earlier in the show, uh, green does go well with a ginger, ladies and gentlemen. And it does look amazing on on Joan, um, but it is a it, it is it is a gift wrapped in in greasy creepy.
1: Am I right? That's right. That's um, right.
0: But no, I like this. This this was great. I feel like this whole scene was very kind of uh, the part of Mad Men that I I don't know. At least for me, I I enjoy the most like these these pitches and these you know these kind of scenes. We don't we don't get as much anymore not as much Mm -mm. and we do see in this scene that the greasy creeper the fat greasy creeper he's right there he's on the panel
1: well he's one of the three yeah yeah,
0: he's one of the three and he I gotta tell you what he is delighted uh wow I don't know I don't even know what to say we then uh after the whole presentation we kind of get a little rewind of Don trying to uh convince Joe not to go and we see that he was indeed too late. Uh, and, uh, but she, she didn't tell him, uh, which I thought was fair, because, you know, Joan's not stupid, I think. Well, num- number one, uh, she's not proud of it. You know, she doesn't, she's not going to be like, oh, no, no, man, you're too late. I already did it. I killed it, by the way. Uh, no. Uh, and maybe she's also sympathetic to the fact that, you know, they've been working really hard on this campaign, And just, uh, just by doing, you know, these dirty backroom deals, as it were, uh, it's, you know, it, it, it cheapens their work. Yeah. And it could have negatively affected his presentation.
1: Yeah. Had had he known.
0: We then find ourselves, uh, kind of flashing back to that next morning where they're all coming back from the presentation and everyone, everyone feels pretty confident. Everyone's feeling pretty good about it. You can definitely tell, um, Don uh, looks in on Joan and asks if she wants to come for a celebratory drink, and uh, she says no. Um, and I, I think I think he's a little suspicious of what actually went down. We also go to uh, the casting call for uh, for Megan, and it's it's uh, it seems to be a little less about acting and a little bit more about uh, how ladies look, John.
1: Yeah, no, I I thought this was great again, just kind of going right along with the whole. You know the car and the ownership type of thing, or 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 right?
0: Could 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 I make this assertion that uh, they're kind of showing how potentially uh, acting is paralleling prostitution?
1: Oh, wait! No, you lost me on that one.
0: No, that I mean, she's because she's not she's not using her talent. She's not using her her uh, her her yeah her talent. She's it's just all about it's all about her body. She's just selling, uh, she's no. selling herself.
1: I mean, I guess it, that, that really depends on the level of the performance. I mean, you know, if you go to a Broadway show, everybody has to have the look and the skill to be successful. So no matter what her acting talent was, if she doesn't have the right look f- for what they want, it won't work.
0: Listeners, I'm going to hope that many of you come down on my side on that one.
1: That acting is prostitution. That that's act- what you want people to come down on. <laughs> yes. Do no, but I think, I think
0: that's the parallel there. I think they're paralleling the fact that she's selling herself much the same way.
1: Yeah, I, I disagree. I think it's more, you know, these guys looking at her and, you know, f- just physically looking at her specs. You know, what does she look like? And deciding on whether or not they want to bring that into their their cast.
0: I don't know. I feel I know. well. Anyway, let's let's agree to disagree, John. Fair
1: enough.
0: All right. Moving on, we we find ourselves. Oh, I cannot believe. it. I mean, I knew this was coming, John.
1: Yeah. But
0: good old good old effing Chaw shows up. Uh, Chuck Taw Chaw comes in. <laughs> Chaw comes in, and he's the first. He's the first uh, kind of interview. Uh, that peggy has she's all dressed up she might be wearing and i don't know this we'd have to go back to the to the videotape john but she might be wearing one of her duck hermes scarves <laughs> i'm not but sure she could be you she tell could. me
1: i don't it almost looks like she's trying to hide a hickey from abe the well, way she's got that choked around her neck
0: yeah i mean well i i'd like to i'd like to blame Chaw for that but apparently he just got there he is uh he's making no bones about this, John. He wants Peggy to come work for him. And when and when he slides when when she slides that number across the table, he's like, You didn't make me wait, and you didn't uh do something else, and he, he gives her another thousand dollars on top of she was asking for eighteen thousand and uh and uh he offers her nineteen. And now, John, in nineteen sixty seven money. That's right. rough that's roughly uh let me just do some quick math. That's roughly five hundred thousand dollars a year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turns, turns spectacular. Out, turns out, turns out, you know, I've got a nineteen sixty seven calculator here on my desk. So I can do all I can run all these numbers really quick. I just I, I gotta pull the handle and it's pretty loud. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh they pretty much I mean he pretty much sells her on it. He, he and he sells her more on the fact that you're going to be appreciated, and I'm not going to make you just do what I want. You know what I mean? Well, and I'm gonna—I'm not going to make you do the stuff I don't want to do. Exactly. You're—you listen. You're the create. You're the copywriter, not me. You're gonna do—you're gonna do your work. And he compliments her a lot on the fact that her her work doesn't come off as uh, many other people's as just kind of being a like advertising a math equation. You know?
1: Right. Uh, cliche.
0: Yeah. Like like lady. Plus cigarette equals sales, or you know you know what I mean like it, it, it she, she definitely he says that she sells the product as if it's something that means something to her. It's just it's like if she's trying to sell it to herself and uh, and, and definitely uh, tell, you know really tells her that she has a lot of value, and that's not something she hears a lot John
1: no, and she even says you know, she, well, I had a lot of help with that book, you know, as far as Don being involved, it's like, ah, we all have help so mm-hmm. what. You know, this is a, you you've done a lot of this, so uh, yeah, he sells her. Uh, she doesn't really know what to say, but we get a good idea that she's gonna go that way. Yep, without a doubt. We get
0: back to uh, Don's apartment, John, and uh, poor Megan is sitting on the couch, and she is she's not looking happy, not at all. She didn't she didn't end up getting the part, John. Apparently, they were looking for a short, fat girl, um, so she she lost out. Um, and uh, her and Don kind of have I don't know. It's like They seem to make up very well, but this did not feel like a very uh, touchy-feely, lovey uh, kind of uh, come back together, if you know what I'm saying.
1: No, no, a little bit sterile, a little bit cold. A little bit rough, right? Yeah. Uh,
0: She promised that, you know, even if he wants her to fail, she will not.
1: Well, and she says, look, you know, if if I have to choose between that and you, I'll choose you and I'll hate you for it. Yeah, that's honesty for uh, you. You know, and even when he says, you know, I'm sure you did great. She goes, look, the difference is when I say it, I mean it. And then even at the end, you know, where, where he gives her a little scolding for running out, you know, don't run out like that. She just dismisses it with it, you know, by by shushing him. So I, I agree. It was not uh, it wasn't the best of makeups.
0: But to be fair, yeah, I, I think I think they're both kind of learning to live like this. Right? You think so? It's, well, it, it no, keeps, because it's it's in flux. She, well, but you know she's learning how to deal with him. I mean, she hasn't been married before. She's pretty young, right? So she's learning how to deal with kind of this older guy who's been through it, right? And he's learning how to deal with a woman that just doesn't that just doesn't do whatever he wants, and just get mad and you know uh, uh, sulk in the other room, right? Right. So I mean, I, and I don't think this is something that you just you just learn, you know, after one fight.
1: It's a I process.
0: Mean, here's the thing, John. I'm just glad they didn't tackle each other into the pit again. Oh, that was terrible. You know what I'm saying? Things get a little rough there at the Draper household. Listen, no one threw a plate of spaghetti. Okay? All right. We're making progress. That's all I'm saying. Next morning, we're at the office, John. Con Cosgrove comes running down
1: the hall like his pants are on fire. But this is after, you know, Peggy wants to meet with Don and they're about to talk. Oh that's and yet, true. He yells and yet down the yet hall. one more time she is pushed to the back burner. That's right. That's right. Where we find out from both Ken and then Roger that two of the other people are out. Yeah. And then their phone rings. And so there's Peggy just kind of left lurking while the partners, including Joan, are mm. summoned to Roger's office. That's right. They answer the phone
0: and they find out that indeed they did get the business, John. How exciting.
1: Oh my god. But this is this is the moment that Don realizes what went down. And so he's not excited.
0: Wait, and how does it how does it go down? Does Pete thank her or what what how does it go down?
1: No, no, just the fact that she walks in. Oh. Just the fact that she walks in cuz cuz everybody had been or Don had been told by Pete that, you know, she had been offered the 5% partnership. Right. And uh, and then Don thought he had stopped it. And then she walks in when all of the partners are assembled. That's true. It's true. That's where Don realizes what has happened and that she went through with it. And even though it's, you know, hey, we got it. Everybody, it's it's a very awkward like. It is. You know, Don's not happy because she did it. She's not exactly thrilled because she did it. Lane's a little bummed because now there's the financial aspect of what's going into it. Yep, they're gonna have to hire some that, more folks. That's, that's the first thing that comes up, you know. Pete says, "Look, we gotta, we gotta talk about what's gonna happen as far as uh, you know the staffing." Now, here's why I didn't get: we are in January. Mm-hmm. If there were Christmas bonuses, they should have already been doled out.
0: Well, right, but the partner. Remember, the partners, the partners were deferring theirs.
1: Oh, okay. So you're saying that the 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 rest of the staff already th- got theirs? Yeah, the rest form. of the
0: staff got theirs at Christmas.
1: I got gotcha. you. And so it was, just, uh,
0: it, was, it was just them deferring that he's, he's concerned see. about. I see. Okay. So they all go to the hooten the holler in the conference room, uh, except for Don, who now is completely um, distraught at the fact that, you know, he doesn't know if, you know, wh- why did they win? Was it the work or was it the fact that they proselytized? Is that right? I don't wow. Know. Is that, that's completely wrong. Am wow. I making things up?
1: That, but either way, I think people
0: get it. It kind of worked, though, didn't it? Prostitutionalized?
1: <laughs> they anyway.
0: prostitutionalized. They pimped uh, out. Thank you. Good God, I quit. They pimped out Joan. And so, you know, it's hard to tell what what exactly, what, what exactly turned that tide. So he sees Peggy, and he's like, all right, let's just talk. I don't, want, I don't even want to go in there. And she's like, can't you ever be happy? And, but you know obviously she doesn't know she doesn't know right she, she doesn't know what went down and this this was a tough scene John we find uh, Peggy has to tell Don that she's moving on and she's put in her two weeks and although Don tries to talk her out of it tries to give her a better offer tries everything he can he's like it's, she's like it's not about the money really it's just time for me to go And here's the thing. Uh, Kate and I were actually talking about this tonight. She was a little disappointed with how Don handled it. But I got to say, I was actually, I thought he did pretty well. Okay. I mean, because of course he's going to be upset. That's, that's it. I mean, she's his, she's his right hand, right? You don't want to lose that. And I think in his mind, he's been nothing but generous to her. And in a way he has, but obviously we've seen over the season that in many ways he hasn't. He's been very cruel. Um, and I think he, he, I think in this scene he does a great job of going through that kind of range of emotion very quickly. So you're able to see him, number one, think it's a joke, think it's just about you wanting more money, which she was going to do, right? Right. So he calls that out. Then he realizes this is for real and gets very upset and almost loses it. And then realizes that, you know, I can't, you know, I can't, I can't do that. You know what? She has been amazing here. She's done a great job. We've, we've, you know, we've grown together and I'm sorry to see her go. And she's right. Yeah. So, I mean, so I, I don't, I thought that was a great portrayal of kind of extremely quick, uh, gambit of emotions that. Don would feel over that time I, was, I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was great
1: It was and I thought yeah. it was interesting I, I watched a little five minute behind the episode thing on iTunes and uh, the actress that plays Peggy was saying that you know, they didn't tell her but that end of the scene where Don grabs her hand and kisses it mm-hmm. he doesn't let go like, and she doesn't she didn't know that was happening you know, she, didn't, she was kind of waiting for him to let go to end the scene mm-hmm. and he just doesn't let go yeah, you know, so she finally has to, kind of pull away, and uh, you know the tears were, not uh, you know not onion induced, you know she she pulled that off as the consummate actress that she is, but. Uh, I I I was extremely powerful scene. I thought it
0: was extremely, accurate.
1: Oh yeah, and the, like the the whole uh, you know the husky, sad. Don't be a stranger. Well, and I thought it was end. great
0: because Peggy never cries.
1: Not much. She doesn't cry
0: much. No. She she like never cries. And for this to happen, I mean, it was, it was great. It was a great scene. And, and I got to say, I think it's what, 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 what I really liked about it when I was watching it was that this is, this is more true. This is more true to what would happen, right? Like this is, this is the natural work environment. This is how life is. And I'm sure it would have been a lot easier to just keep Peggy there as like a sitcom character You know, that will always work here. But I thought, I think it's brave of the show to do this.
1: And it'll be interesting to see what they do. I mean, we've had other characters that have had, you know, somewhat recurring or intermittent recurring roles, you know, anything from Freddie to Kinsey to. Yeah. um, I think they do a great
0: job with that too, as well, because, you know, as you go through your career, people come and go, and they don't always completely disappear, right? Like, you still are in contact with people you've worked, in, worked with in other jobs. And we had a lot of people write in saying that the whole Harry Christian thing was kind of stupid and they didn't like it, but I completely disagree. I thought that was great because you would run into, or you would, you know, see again a coworker. I mean, sure, the Harry Christian thing was kind of a little, a little cartoony and blown out of proportion, but I thought it was great that they wrapped up that character for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because... I mean, I think that's that's completely a possibility that you know either either uh, Crane or uh, Cosgrove would 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 run back into him. You know what I mean? Or well, was what did,
1: so what did you think about the the end here? You know, you, there's this uh, it's just pretty pretty powerful. We got everybody you know laughing and carrying on and drinking and giggling and enjoying the success. And hey, we got a car, and yet there's uh, there's Pegasus. She grabs her purse. Her briefcase, her hat, her coffee mug and thermos, and that's it. She mm-hmm. walks out, no stopping to get Kenny Cosgrove and the Pact, no stopping to say anything to Joan, where in the past they ha- not only had like heart to hearts, but you know when Joan was getting ready to leave um, many seasons ago, a couple seasons ago, you know, Peggy took a moment to tell her, you know, how great she thought she was, and and so forth and so on before the guys. Foot got run over by the lawnmower, well, but that's a different thing. I'll say that. Um, yeah,
0: we've seen we've seen Peggy throughout this this entire series become a very hard individual, and I think that's where she, I mean she's definitely you know she knows she's not there to be friends with anybody at this point. You know what I mean? The closest she was to being friends with anybody was Don, right? She's becoming. She's she's just she's tough man. And yeah. I don't I wouldn't put it past her character to just be like, you know what? I'm done. I think it was unfortunate, you know. Um I think Don told her to just get out um or not do the two weeks as a part of that kind of that kind of anger, part of his gambit of emotions. Right. Um When well, you know, which is unfortunate, but you can totally see that happening. Um I think that I mean yeah I was a little surprised that I, I thought for sure that maybe uh Joan would come you know seeing her leave like that would would might come after her but I mean how how would Joan know that she wasn't just leaving for the day or whatever right or you know heading heading out for a snack you know who knows um so yeah I don't I don't know I don't I did put a pastor to just take off I loved though I loved the fact that cuz we're here at the end of the end of the show I love the fact that that she's standing there she doesn't she's not losing it, you know, and she hits the elevator and as the elevator doors open, uh, she's a smile on her face because like, this isn't the end of an era. This is the beginning of one for her. Absolutely. And I think I I, I just I, I love the fact that they didn't make her into just a mess. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she did this. She did this for a good reason. It was totally time for her to go. And I mean, it just all made sense. And, it, and but but I think the thing is. Is, you know, another show or, you know, uh, a cliche way to write this would have been, you know, a big goodbye and a, you know, I'm so sad or, you know, oh, oh, or, or or this is a huge mistake. That would be another way to write this. That would just be kind of cliche and stupid. Right. are um, kittens. Um, so I, I really appreciated that.
1: I know they, they probably planted this in our head a couple episodes ago, but when she was looking back into the office and waiting for the elevator, uh, I was a little nervous that maybe you know the elevator wasn't going to be there <laughs> when it opened up and she was going to keep looking into <laughs> the waiting room as she walked forward and just right. plummeted down yeah, 13 stories. So yeah. I'm glad that didn't happen. What was the song that we ended on? Oh, it was, was it not a Stone song? I think so. Yeah, I, I think I, you're right. Oh, and, uh, you really got me going. Yeah. You. And, you know, the big smile, and I couldn't agree more, you know, that she was looking forward to the future, to what's coming next, you know. She doesn't know, and that's that's both exciting and scary, and she's ready to meet it.
0: Yep. I love it, John. I, I actually... Now, the show's over, folks, just in case you were wondering. Um, <laughs> I, lo- I really liked this episode. I it was. It was a, yeah.
1: I mean, I thought it was... Again, I I felt that there was... There, you know, there was a lot of, not greatness to it. I mean, as far as you, you felt bad about what transpired with Joan, to a degree, uh, Pete continues to creep you out, and of course, it's you know, it's sad to see Peggy, gone relatively, but oh, uh, as far as I, may just, I
0: say, I'm sorry, just real quick, John, because I, I I was that that that's not a Stone song, and I I was I was I was I was a little leery in saying that it, that is. Um, uh, that is a kinks song a kinks yeah okay so sorry about that no no that's fine i, I didn't know well
1: i would Chris just hate for me. our
0: listeners to be like hey those guys are real douchebags they can't even get that right
1: no, sorry. no we, we do we do our work here
0: oh Chan, i tell you what we got some listeners out there that are really hard on us
1: well that's okay I, I, I'll, I'll take any kind of constructive criticism that's fine but it's not always constructive that's true
0: Many many times, John, it is indeed destructive.
1: Yes, the destructive stuff is just kittens. It is. All right. Sorry. Well, great I episode.
0: Yeah, it was great though. Yeah, I really appreciate it, Jen. Uh, you know, it, it is what it's like. Four in the morning. Uh, it's so late. Um, do we have? Do we have? Do we have some emails? Oh, do, do we you, have do you, do you want to run through some emails? Can I? And uh, you can. Yeah, bump up to bow.
1: Well, that would be open
0: in the bag, not so wow. successfully.
1: I actually, it's still, there's still a knot in there, but you're going to fight it open, John. I got it. Here we go. Uh, yes, we got a bunch of emails. Uh, we'll just start from the beginning and go on. Uh, Dina writes in, when I got my first check, so this is going back to when uh, Lane had forged the check. Uh, Dina was saying, I had a part-time job in an ice cream store. I would receive all of my canceled checks with each month's statement. And this is what the banks did. Not sure if they kept copies. I'm pretty sure at smaller companies, even today, the heads of some of the company may countersign the check along with the company's financial person. Uh, sorry about sending more than one email today. You know what? Send as many emails every day. It's fantastic. Oh, we yeah. I like reading them. Mm-hmm. Um, and says uh, Paul Kinsey's quote about money not solving today's problems seems more applicable to Lane Price's situation where money is uh, all he seems to be focused on. And apparently Ali Khan, the prince that we talked about last episode, married Rita Hayworth. Are you familiar with Rita? I do. She is kind of like the Joan Harris of that era. Fair enough. A buxom, popular, redhead. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Paul from San Francisco writes, in, uh, Hey, I've got a new concept for a morning show called Dr. Bananas and Rage. With... <laughs> rage? Yes, I, I guess you would be Rage. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I guess so, John. Uh With Juicy Kate as the traffic and weather. What do you right. think? Uh, Nope. Nope. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Monique writes in, Hi, Paul, Dr. John. That's right. I called him Dr. John, not Dr. Bananas. (laughs) I might be in the minority, but I don't think you should change the way you naturally talk on your podcast. Oh,
0: thank you. I agree.
1: A podcast, by the way, that you kindly offer to your listeners for free.
0: I love. Who is this writing in? This is Monique. Monique, you're the best. You get it.
1: We continue to listen to you for a reason because we like how you guys recap Mad Men. Right. Have people really gotten so sensitive that they can't handle the word stupid or Dr. John's real name? What's so funny is that those same people are okay with you using Betty Monster and Raby Pete. Thank really? You.
0: Oh, my God. I love this person.
1: Everyone is so quick, quick to criticize these days, but I like your podcast the way it is. Thank it's you. It's definitely one of the best Mad Men podcasts out there because of the things you say and how you say them don't change. Thank you. No, I Thank will you, not.
0: I, I will not.
1: Uh, Our friend Mary from the NYC writes in, Hello, you guys made me laugh out loud several times on your last podcast on the level to listening to some of the best Howard Stern moments. You guys could totally have a talk show about anything. Current events, Nancy Grace, the Facebook fiasco, Truman Capote, it doesn't matter. Whoa. Yeah, I know. By the way, keep calling John Dr. Bananas. (laughs) (laughs) I practice, can't. You know what? Practice, I, practice. God, I
0: failed so bad at <laughs> calling you Doctor Bananas last last. Uh, did you
1: go back and listen to how <laughs> how bad how it was? Yeah, it. I, that I
0: missed it every single time. Yeah, no, I yeah. did. That's why I gave up this episode, folks.
1: It's really difficult. Um, but uh, she goes, listen, very important. Fine, I'm positive today. Matt Weiner found the actor to play keep Creepy Pete Campbell from this gem of a movie on Lifetime with Andy Garcia. Uh, obviously, it wasn't a hit. Now, I took this. Thank you, Mary. I put this link on the Facebook, and right. it is quite remarkable. I mean, Pete looks like—I mean, he, he looks like he's about you know 14 years old now. He looked like he was about 10 in this one, and he is like this sociopath, and is, is super creepy. So apparently, yeah. he has that going. He does. He's he's brilliant at it. Um, and so we are telling them to listen. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate that, Mary. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, John Cincinnati, as I listened to your show and uh, some of this weekend Mad Men, which is a different one, I remember that someone had said how bad an idea uh, Joan and Don getting it on would be. And I realized that Joan may appreciate Don's talent, look, and charm, but has contempt for him. Now, Mm -hmm. what do you think about that, Joan? And, you know, kind of having contempt as far as knowing, you know, what Don has done, his past, his... Trials and tribulations, his dalliances. You know,
0: I don't really think she has contempt for him. I think she just has the same. I mean, it, she has like a, a general um, kind of man contempt. You know, they're kind of all animals. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yeah. Because
1: I, I think what, you know, what he was pointing out was that when they're at the bar talking and, uh, you know, they're talking about the guy they're looking at across the bar. Yeah. And, uh, oh, right. you know, the whole thing like, you, you know, Don saying he, he, he doesn't know what he wants. And she goes, oh, he knows.
0: Well, and I think that makes my point, though okay like that's kind of she's i think she kind of feels that way about all men that they're kind of they're kind of uh they're kind of douchebags (laughs)
1: uh all right fair enough uh let's see we got shannon writes in again says thanks for responding and despite your comments last time she's never really heard of loveline but leave it at that no, I don't uh, believe that. I'm sorry, <laughs> and I'm not trying to be mean here. I'm just like, what the hell happened, man? Uh, she has a question, though. I saw some of the Mad Men cast on Inside the Actor's Studio. Now, here's the thing. I did watch this. So I, I recorded this. I watched yeah. this. Okay. I've never seen this show before. Oh, it's amazing, isn't The it? host creeps me out. Oh, I love him. Yeah. How have you never seen that before? Not only that, but the way they slice it up is just terrible oh they edited it badly yes it's just cut to shreds oh yeah that's but it was interesting it was fun they talked about each of the characters in their past and so forth anyways the uh the great the great james lipton is that the guy's name yeah okay as matt haven't weiner you seen,
0: haven't you seen the the, the wheel ferrell sketch on no. snl he used to make fun of james lipton all the time and he was amazing at
1: it i guess not anyway but says uh, as matt weiner if it was true that he had known that he knows what the final scene of Mad Men will be he responded that he does but hopes someone doesn't beat him to the punch forgive me if you guys have already discussed this and I've forgotten but I was wondering if you think it's possible that the opening credits where Don falling, Don is falling off the top of a tall building could be foreshadowing of a suicide for Don I know it's far to fetch but perhaps he gets a peek uh, at a 70's leisure suit and decides it's a good time to check out
0: well I like I like your idea uh, and I wouldn't put it past any human to do the same uh but uh yeah I, I, don't, I don't know I thought it was kind of an interesting an interesting idea I think uh I mean, I always thought that opening was kind of a metaphor for his life being out of control uh
1: but who knows all right, uh, we got one from our friend Kevin Wrightson uh great podcast as always. don't listen to the critics and the complaints. Your podcast nice. keeps getting better each episode, thanks for the preparation, and great analysis. Uh, now, I'll put this on the Facebook. I'm sure you remember this, but uh, two years ago now, a year and a half, in September of 2010, Rolling Stone did a Mad Men cover with Don and the ladies. Oh,
0: yeah. I remember that, yeah.
1: And uh, it's, it, and, and he sends that in, so we'll put that on the Facebook. But that was, it's actually a great shot. It's Don, yeah. Betty, Peggy, and uh, Joan. Mm-hmm. So thank you Kevin. Our good friend Denise writes in from Brunersburg. Mm-hmm. Just a small bit of info. I know I know you said that, you know, her 19,000 was equivalent to a half a million. All right. But uh, <laughs> she was saying that uh, you know that her husband with an aeronautical engineering degree mm-hmm. in 1973 mm-hmm. uh, pulled in 9,000. Okay. And after getting a masters, got it to 11,000 in 76. So Peggy was pulling down nineteen in '66. Mm-hmm. Now, now how could you possibly fault her for moving on? No, exactly. Uh, but it, now,
0: is there any offset for living in Manhattan, though? Okay. Yeah, I mean, just 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 like now, there's still there's there's generally a salary offset for Manhattan jobs of the like. Sure, so, sure, but uh, but not as much. Uh, obviously, not as much as uh, certainly Peggy. Is getting. I mean, it doesn't you know double what the rest of the country makes. So yeah, yes, very true. She's pulling down the bucks, as it were.
1: Uh, so thank you. Uh, we got one from James. James writes in, "Hi there, guys. A few weeks ago, you had mentioned that it would be satisfying if Pete Campbell killed himself, but dismissed the idea because he is fairly integral to the Mad Men storyline. Yes, he is a high-strung creep." And after recently watching One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, a satisfying, serious climax wrapped up in old-fashioned, nervous breakdown for our Mr. Campbell, just seems the ticket. Think of it. Oh, yeah. Pete Pete being restrained after completely losing his mind in the office, perhaps while Lane Price gets in another quick jab to the head with Harry's cannon to knock him out. (laughs) Or kill him. See, it all comes together so nicely. It does. While being subjected to the mental health establishment of the 60s, Pete has a nurse ratchet type administer sedatives to him rectally. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
0: I didn't mean to spit in my microphone, but I I love the fact that we have to put rectally in
1: there. (laughs) Not because he won't take them orally. It's just because (laughs) she's annoyed by him more than everyone else. The possibilities are almost endless. Electroshock therapy. Sounds good. Padded rooms. Straight jackets. Bring them on. Wow. I like this. I mean, really, really going after. And he also says, as we all know, Matt Weiner listens to the show. So I hope he'll consider this idea. Vincent Kartheiser is a good actor, so I'm sure he'd be up for the challenge of a (laughs) mentally unbalanced Pete Campbell. What do, you, what do you guys, first of all, he's already clearly showed that the character is mentally unbalanced. Oh, yeah. There's no question. <laughs> that's, that's been established. Now, this whether or true. not we're going to get him into an insane asylum of the late 60s, I think that perhaps is a little bit more. And also
0: to be fair, I don't think Vincent, uh, you know, he, he, he already doesn't take kindly to being called Rapey Pete, as, as we have uh, heard. So uh, I don't know if he's going to be wanting to put his character in an insane asylum where he takes erectile drugs. Uh, <laughs> but your great scenario. Suggestion. But one of the best scenarios ever written into our show. Thank you very much.
1: And uh, lastly, our, our, our good friend, frequent contributor Aisha from Portland writes in, I was appalled at what happened at Mad Men this week. I was waiting for Don to smack Pete, now Pimp Campbell, for mm-hmm. suggesting that Joan whore herself out to that pig. Uh, why he didn't is beyond me. Uh, what's going on at that firm? I understand why Joan agreed, but I'm disappointed in her. And now this will be over her head forever. The first chance Pete or anyone else gets, uh, they'll throw this in her face. She will also uh, live with the fact that those <laughs> men, except Don, allowed her to do this.
0: I'm sorry about the coughing, guys. Gotcha. Uh,
1: so that's alright. Uh, now, Uh Now, her take is, Peggy, I am glad Peggy's gone. I was so sick of her whining and complaining. Her character irritates me. She says Don is never happy. Neither is she, and her scrunched-up face. Wow! She made Let a her bad, have it. She made a bad choice. I'm glad Don handled it without screaming at her. She will realize her error. The grass is not always greener. I liked. I used to like her. Now not so much. Uh, Ginsburg, well, a total spaz, is pretty clever with the slogans. <laughs> Don't you have a cough button on that thing? I'm- uh, me- <laughs> Megan, she was a, a bit naive to think Don would be okay with her leaving for months on a time. I agree with that. I wonder if she had to get naked at the audition because it seemed a little shady. Yeah, it seems a little, it seems a little prostitute-y.
0: Right. <laughs> Thank you for backing me up, even though you didn't really write in to do that.
1: And, I, and she also says, Lane, countdown to total meltdown. I almost felt like that. Like there was a little three two one clock as he poured that drink in Roger's office. Like he is just be okay. going to.
0: I love Lane. I love me some Lane, so I think he's going to be okay.
1: So it'll uh, be all right. She said, "I'd like to see the season end with Don leaving and starting his own company." Fresh in the seventies, disco Don. They no. need to zoom also, ahead. No, we're not. Not going to. No, <laughs> come, come on,
0: please, please.
1: Well, thank you for that, and that will wrap up this week's edition of the mailbag. The
0: mailbag. Thank you, everyone. Um, As you folks know, there are many ways to reach us. You can certainly write John and I an email at staff at madmenrecap.com. John reads them all, and he gets back to you on all of them. And not just with, like, a form, like, thank you for listening. Love, John. No. He'll write. He'll respond to what you say. It's amazing. It's incredible. That's why he is the Ken Cosgrove of broadcasting. Uh, We also are on the Facebook, as John mentioned. He puts many links up there that you can uh, that you can look at and enjoy and of course the rest of the community does the same. I don't know, folks, if you have access to a tweeting machine, but you should get one because every single episode we live tweet. And John, if I'm not mistaken, there's only 3 episodes left or 2. Yeah,
1: there's there? only there's two? only 2?
0: Maybe only 2. Who 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 can really tell? But folks, <laughs> you're running out of chances. To get in on the most exciting part of Mad Men. And that is our live tweet. And I don't know if, I, I, I know not everybody out there, Elizabeth, is a Kate fan. But she was live tweeting uh, this last Sunday.
1: And it was amazing. John. That's a lot of fun. I, I, I do say we've gotten a couple of uh, angry tweetbacks saying stop it because they're not watching the show live. Well, then don't, then don't look at your tweeter machine. Exactly. What's wrong <laughs> with you? Like, that's our fault. It's, it's our fault that you're
0: not watching it live, seriously.
1: But it is a lot of fun, and, and there's, a, there's a few that are, are uh, contributing regularly and some that come in from time to time, and it's a it's a blast. It really is. Oh, it's a great time. Now, folks, uh, I don't know if you know this, but we have a website. That's right.
0: On the Internet, there's a website you can go to, and it's madmenrecap.com. Now, listen, we have all the shows posted there, and you can also leave a comment, and I take care of the comments, folks, so if you want to get rage here, all riled up just leave me a comment i had to unload on a certain listener uh uh just today who left uh who left the comment we talked earlier about who is it is particularly exactly her fault kate is not on the show tonight so get mad and send her some mean emails i've got her email right in front of me folks so you can just send me a little note and i'll shoot it back to you um is that it john yeah, I think we took care of everything. Did you give them the email? Oh, the, the well, listen, John, here's the thing. I'm not an animal, okay? I know people think that I'm I'm full of rage, and for the most part, they're right. But I'm not going to broadcast it over the vast intertron. No, oh, no, I mean how they can email us. Yeah, I did that right off the top. There we go. I always do that right off the staff at madmanrecap.com. I already did that, John. Please, please, please.
1: Are we ready That's to it. end this? That's a great episode. Did I
0: have, I thought I had something else. Oh, no, is, that, you this, got this, everything. You got some it. More banter. Some more banter. Are Am I bantering done? too much? I feel like, listen, I just, I just want to talk to you for a little while about some things and I might, we might as well just keep recording. All right. This is bananas. It is Dr. Bananas. All right. We will talk to you next week, my friend. All right. Enjoy, enjoy the
1: great West coast. Yeah, here we, here comes San Francisco. Are you doing a Are you doing a San Francisco meetup? Uh sure, I'll be at the Giants game this week. Don't no, don't don't tell people where you're at. All right. Okay. See you later. Bye.
0: Bye.